0: Winnipeg Jets fans, we have the first potential announcement of a brand new member of the coaching staff joining the Winnipeg Jets uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks. It's not going to be announced until we have a brand new head coach, but we'll talk about who this is and what his impact might be on Winnipeg's roster performance. We'll also talk about a couple of prospects that might be worth the Jets taking a look at if they draft somewhere between 29 and 31, and then also give you an update on the very first game of the conference finals, All coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. You're Locked On the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, Winnipeg Jets fans, and welcome to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to give us a like, follow, and a subscription on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. We've got audio and video versions of this podcast available, so we're available whatever platform you want us on, 24-7, every weekday. Um, Again, we really appreciate your support, and it also keeps you up to date on the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis. Now, on tonight's episode, there are some really fun topics that I think you're going to be really interested to hear. Um, The first is a coaching staff update that is not officially confirmed by the team, um, but Murat Atesh has reported that it's basically a lock. So if it's coming from Murat, uh, you know, he probably is one of the most repu- reputable sources out there. Um, and certainly anything coming from the org that goes, th- goes through him is more than likely to actually occur. So, uh if you're still reeling from the whole Barry Trotz debacle, uh, I think you can rest assured this one is probably pretty legit. Um, but we're also going to talk about a couple of other things later in the episode. Uh, like I said at the start, I wanted to talk about some prospects that I think are worth taking a look at late in the first round, and then some NHL playoff action that I think uh, you might be shocked by. But first, let's talk about the coaching staff edition. This is going to be Scott Arneal joining as what sounds like an assistant coach. Now, you know, I had Scott Arneal as an option for the head coaching role based on the rumors that had come out uh of him being interested in the Jets and the Jets being likewise interested in his services. Um, The good news for the Jets and for fans is that I don't think he is planned to be the head coach. Um, I I think Arneal could do an okay job. We don't really have a big sample size with him in terms of uh, his his head coaching experience with the Columbus Blue Jackets. It's been a while, and his tenure only lasted a couple of seasons. For the most part, he's been, uh, by and large, An assistant coach, and I don't know exactly what his role is because um, it's changed with the number of teams that he's been with. It seems like with Washington, he might not have been entirely in charge of the defense or the PK, but he did seemingly have some kind of a hand in it. And if that's kind of like the focus of what he'll do for the Jets, um, yeah, I think that there is potential there to be a pretty decent staff addition. Uh, Obviously, the PK and defensive structure for this team has just been well i i can't really use the word that that i want to describe but it's been crap let's be real uh the past couple of seasons uh and even for for much longer for the pk uh, the defensive structure for the team has really declined over the past few, uh, past few years after like 2017 2018 and the pk has just always been terrible so these have been two really big problem spots for the team and trots would definitely be uh at like a team level, I help on the defensive structure, right? But it does often come at the cost of offense with some of the forwards and more talented players with Scott Arneal kind of taking over some of those more granular details. Um, I, I do think the jets would actually start to, you know, solve some of their coverage issues. I would like them to get away from like that man zone hybrid thing. I think a lot of the guys just don't really like playing it and they're not very good playing in it to begin with. So Uh, stop forcing the players into stuff that doesn't really make sense. Look for a more flexible defensive system and one that doesn't ask the jets to like solve world peace while trying to figure out what their coverages are. Uh, That was a problem in previous years where, you know, the idea of having like a man zone seems really cool on paper. You've got guys who are marking, but then, you know, if they enter a certain area, they'll start to exchange and switch off. And you could say that teams like Pittsburgh have a similar sort of concept when it comes to offense in terms of how they cycle skaters, guys have fluid roles, yada, yada, yada. The problem for the Jets is they're just not really well equipped to do a lot of this stuff. And on defense, if anything, all it's ever done is add confusion and a lot of missed assignments. So hopefully if Arneal is taking over this role, he's going to get rid of that. Um, And I think it would also be a big help to see him start to use some of the team's best defenders more frequently. I don't know how he would feel about a guy like Vili Heinola, but I do imagine a player like Dylan Sandberg would be very high on his list. Um, I don't know if he was in charge of the defenders for the Caps when Trots was around. Uh, so I, I would be curious to know if he had a hand in that, because if he did, uh, there there are some things there that could be a little bit of a concern. I do feel like Arneel, if he'd managed the blue liners, did have a tendency to maybe overplay some of the veterans, but he also did really like Dmitri Orlov. So you know, you take, in, you take some and you lose some. Uh, with the veterans on the Caps, though, it's also a little bit understandable because it's not like they had uh, a wealth of options on the back end. You know, Orpik, Niskanen, those guys towards the end of their careers, um, they were often put in decently high-leverage situations, and neither, unfortunately, could really keep up. With the Jets, they're not going to have nearly that many, I would say, you know, really expensive anchors on the team. Uh, although I do think that, you know, obviously... When you're working with guys like Schmidt, Brendan Dillon, and a few others, you kind of have to work around some specific deficiencies in their games. But I think Arneal could do a good job. Um, really, any sort of improvement on the PK would just be welcome. I mean, <laughs> I'm not even asking for like a world-changing thing here. Just like a base minimum improvement to give Hellebuck some relief and also just give the special teams a boost. Uh, that PK has just been terrible for years, and anything repro- you know approaching like even league average for me, that's a massive change. I think it would help the jets go a longer way, certainly, and uh yeah it it just seems like an all right hiring. It's not really crazy um it's not something that I think you would really want to maybe get overly excited about, but it's it's not bad either. I think it's it's safe, it's fine, and maybe it's also a ploy to kind of get trots in here because you know obviously he and Arnie will have worked together for a number of seasons. And so maybe this would be an opportunity to say, hey, we've got somebody that you're familiar with. Uh, You know, he's not like the first guy that you've chosen for your staff, but we think that there might be a fit and maybe Trotz would feel more comfortable. But that obviously remains to be seen. We're going to leave that one up in the air until we hear a little bit more about it. Again, this contract signing hasn't even been formally announced. It's only been um, leaked and rumored to be very much imminent, but we won't hear for sure until they get a real head coach. So let's hope Trotz makes his decision soon. And so to do the Jets for now, though, I don't want to talk about some other Jets related stuff. Uh, obviously, the head coaching search remains the biggest one, but, 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 but the draft is coming up and there are some really intriguing prospects to where, you know, the Jets might walk away out of the first round with some really cool players. We talked about a couple of guys who would be higher up um, around pick number 14, which is where the Jets have their first pick. The second pick, we don't really know where it's going to fall yet, but we have an idea. It's going to be like the last four or five picks, somewhere in that range. And we'll talk about some guys there that might be worth taking a home run swing on in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I do want to tell you a little bit about our friends at rockauto.com. Uh, a lot of you who are vehicle owners probably know that you know there are tons of makes and models out there. And when it comes to uh, car replacement parts for repair, obviously finding stuff is a real pain in the butt. Uh, If you go to like a retail brick and mortar store, obviously a lot of these places just can't keep up in stock what you need. So instead of wasting time and money, go to rockauto.com instead. They've actually got really great pricing. Uh, If you're looking for, say, maybe a fuel pump uh, for like a minivan or something, you know, in in store, it might be three hundred and fifty bucks. But if you go to rockauto.com, they've got the same exact price, uh, same exact part at an even better price, maybe around two hundred and fifteen model. And again, it may be shipped right to your house, but more than anything, this is a family-run business, and they know just what it takes to serve DIYers like yourself. They've been doing it for over 20 years. They've got great customer service, a huge expansive inventory of parts to choose from, and reliably low prices for every single customer, no matter your level of experience or walk of life. Uh, again, if you want to go check them out, be sure to do so right now because their website is super easy to use. They've got tons of great filters and search options, so you'll always find the exact parts that you need every single time. To get started, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com right now. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are, uh, you know, talking about a couple of fun topics. We actually have Jets news for the first time in ages, which is obviously super exciting for Winnipeg fans. Uh, We just talked about Scott Arneal sounding like he is going to be joining the Jets. And I've also got a few prospects that I wanted to talk about from some research I've been able to find uh, on some guys available at where the Jets might be picking um, for their second first round pick, courtesy of the New York Rangers. Before we go any further, though, uh, I just had a huge favor to ask of you while you're listening. Um, Before we talk about the favor, again, thank you so much for choosing to make us your first listen of the day every day. While you're at it, though, again, we have this favor to ask of you. Y'all are wonderful listeners. You've been giving us a lot of support recently, and we've put together a survey so we can learn more about what all of you like um, and what you want us to be doing for you, because obviously... You know, the Locked On Podcast Network is relatively new uh, for the NHL branch, and we're still finding all of the really cool content pieces and things that you guys want to hear about. So this is your chance to make your voice heard. We've got a great survey, uh, which you can find at LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, again, it is at LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey. Thanks again so much for your help. And again, you're entered for one of ten dollars Ticketmaster gift cards. You all know uh, I'm a big concert fan. I love these kinds of gift cards. I think y'all will too. And you can even use it for some sporting events. Maybe if you want to hit up up a Jets game. Really can't go wrong. Give us your feedback. Tell us how we're doing and uh, help us help you get served better. Now for uh, some really fun stuff to talk about. It's prospect time. Um, And with the Jets, you know, that's been a couple of years where, Prospect talk is a little bit uh, hit or miss because the Jets keep trading away a lot of their picks for um, well, not great playoff runs, if we're being honest. But this time the Jets have two firsts, and I, I wanted to talk about two players that are going to be available somewhere around 28 to 31, roughly speaking, uh, that the Jets could potentially choose. Uh, I looked at smart scouting um, and some reports from Scouting on these two players and then looked up some YouTube highlights and footage that I could find. As well as some, you know, other scouting opinions from around the web, trying to get a consensus view of what some of these guys could bring uh, and what their flaws are. Because I think with the Jets, when it comes to ironing out issues in a player's development trajectory, that has been something that the Jets have occasionally struggled with. Uh, much less just getting guys to the dance. The first player that kind of sticks out is Jagger Furcus from, I think it's the Red Deer Rebels or Medicine Hat or Medicine Hat. Uh, I forget which team he's playing for. Um, but this kid is an elite sniper. Uh, Jagger Ferkus. he's actually with the Moose Jaw Warriors uh, in the WHL. He's been scoring at a ridiculous rate for them. And when you kind of check out his highlights, I think the first thing that stands out is his release. It's very fast, it's very powerful, and it's very deceptive. Ferkus has this ability to kind of drift along the walls and basically lure defenders to himself and then curl a shot short side. And the release is so fast that it kind of I don't know who it exactly reminds me of. It's not like Patrick Lyon, a strong where it just sort of rips through goalies uh, and they don't really have a chance. It's more like Firkus just has a really natural sense of good shooting angles and how to use screens effectively. And honestly, he also just beats him cleanly when he's in the central slot area. Uh, He's got this ability to also hit some really cool passes. He likes to use behind the back passes, apparently, Uh, although some scouting reports from watching him consistently say that that does get him into trouble. Uh, his passing is a little little bit inconsistent, right? Sometimes he underhits it, sometimes he overhits it. Uh, and I think that that's kind of a fundamental thing that, you know, he probably does have to work on. I've also seen some criticism on the fact that he is, again, kind of undersized, and it does hold him back a little bit in terms of his skating stride and, you know, those physical battles where he kind of has to win um, to maintain possession and create opportunities. So, Uh, Fircus is a very interesting one because he is a very much project player, but based on the way that he's attacked the slot um, and how he seems to evaluate offensive zone possessions, I think he's an interesting player, right? Uh, Obviously the Jets power play, the the first unit tends to be the one that that does the bulk of the damage, Um, but recently the second unit has really started lighting it up ever since Ehlers kind of uh, started finishing opportunities left and right, and I feel like that second unit could use an elite shooter as well. Honestly, the first unit could too. Uh, that's not just Kyle Connor, but that's kind of belaboring a, a different point that I don't want to get into right now. Uh, but in terms of like a guy who could definitely be an asset on the power play and very likely on even strength finishing, Ferkus has one of the best shots apparently in this draft class. Um, he's very deceptive. He's got a lot of crafty tools, especially in one one on one-on-one matchups. And while I do think that there are some flaws in this game that will take time to iron out, yeah, I mean, you're you're, you're picking towards the back end of the first round. He's the kind of player that you take a chance on, right? Uh, Obviously, this is kind of in the range where you're looking at a very low percentage who actually graduate to full-time NHL status. So, Ferkus, if you want to take a risk, he's a good one. The player that I am very intrigued by, and one that has gotten a lot more, uh, I guess, hype recently, is Gleb Shrikasov, and Gleb is super interesting for a lot of reasons. The first is that among all of the prospects this year, he might have one of the highest ceilings um, and and probably comes with some of the most risk. Gleb is this absolute dynamic dynamo of offense. He can create it by himself. He can utilize his teammates. Uh, he's got great vision and spatial awareness, great passing he constantly wants to get the puck down towards the central slot. He's got a pretty good release. He's got great, great skating, uh, very fast, and can actually be pretty strong on the puck, especially under pressure. And he's doing it in a pro league. I think it's the VHL right now that he's in, uh, which or either he's in the VHL or the MHL. I know that he's bounced up between a couple of leagues just because, you know, obviously he did have some issues playing a little bit higher up amongst pro men. I think it's like a 2004 birthday, so like he's super young. Uh, he'll be one of the youngest prospects in this draft class. But what he's doing to some of these teams, uh, especially in the lower Russian leagues, is crazy. I mean, he's racking up points left and right. He's got a crazy primary point scoring rate. Uh, and when you watch some of the footage and highlights of him, it's not hard to see why. Um, He's just an absolute buzzsaw anywhere he's inside the offensive zone and in the neutral zone, creating either turnovers and converting those into breakouts uh, or just generally facilitating uh, zone transitions. There's this ability that kind of reminds me a little bit of the way Ehlers can drive into the offensive zone and move from out wide inwards. He has some of those same traits. I think where he starts to differ, though, is that he does like to stop up along the wall. And sometimes his decision making doesn't seem super ideal. I feel like he has moments where he definitely likes to switch off, which rather than you know pressuring puck carriers like opposing puck carriers constantly, he might leave a little bit too much space. He'll give up some opportunities for zone keeps. Uh, sometimes he'll pick a, a safer passing lane instead of something that's a little bit better in higher danger, uh, even if it comes with a little bit more risk. And those elements are definitely you know minor issues uh, that could balloon into something much bigger as if he doesn't really change it down the road. But what you're kind of looking at with him is a guy who has so much insane raw potential because his foundations in terms of offensive creation, his shooting, his passing, his skating, uh, again, his ability to just sort of burn defenders left and right, all of that at his age really is a rare mixture of ability. And I feel like a team that can unlock that at the NHL level is going to be getting a potentially very special talent. Uh, the Jets don't have a lot of transition ability, to be honest, past Ailers, And so I feel like Gleb would be a huge boost to this. Uh, and also, if you can just find a really creative, crafty player who's got a great shot uh, and can honestly create danger from almost any angle, the Jets also need that. I mean, Winnipeg has had issues this year finishing some of it a bit unlucky. I, I don't want to read into the results like a ton. But um, yeah, you know, you had Ferkus, who's a finisher. And then you've got Gleb, who's like this natural creator. And, you know, obviously, Gleb does have some issues in terms of not always having the intensity dialed up. But again, he's a very young kid in the pro men's league. His current results are crazy. I feel like if you want to take a swing, you absolutely do it. The Jets have a pick that's going to be late in the first. Drikazov, uh, based on the, the scouting reports and the current media, meteoric rise in hype, really does seem to be somebody who genuinely has potential to be a star. I don't know what kind of star yet, but certainly a high-end attacking player if he is nurtured in the right environment. I don't know if the Jets would be that environment, but we don't even have a head coach yet, so I'm not going to shoot the Jets down before they get a chance to show off what they can do with him. I just hope that if they draft him, they really give him a fair shot because to me, he is super exciting and somebody that I could definitely see being a mainstay in Winnipeg's top six for years to come. I'd be curious to know if you've heard anything about these guys, uh, especially Gleb. He's very uh, recent in terms of the hype train getting rolling, but if you have heard of them, let me know what your thoughts are at HL H- 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 Living Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter or in the YouTube comments below. Uh, but again, yeah, tell me who you think about them, um, and maybe you have some other prospects you want to hear about. If you have some guys that you're excited about, let me know, and I'll do some deep dives on them and talk about them in future episodes. But for now, I did want to transition to one final talking point for the night. Just give you a brief update on the game that occurred yesterday between uh, Colorado and Edmonton. Whew. Yeah, folks, this series could be an absolute doozy. We'll talk about why in just a minute. But before we go any further, I did want to shout out our wonderful partners at BetOnline.net. They continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments available at your fingertips, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, all the boxing and MMA fights you can handle, and even next season's NFL futures. As a Ravens fan, I'm obviously getting hyped a little bit uncertain, but mostly hyped for the upcoming Baltimore season, uh, but maybe you've got another team. Hopefully, you don't like the Steelers. If you don't, I still love you, but you know, maybe we just can't really be friends. Um, but, you know, if, if sports aren't really your thing, no problem. They've also got Vegas casino games, and they've got plenty of other sports. If you are into maybe automotive racing, European football, Bet Online's got it all. And they really are your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and so much more. Getting started really couldn't be easier. Just hop on over to betonline.net on your laptop or mobile device to get started today because Bet Online is where the game starts. Hello friends and welcome to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked on Jets. We have talked about some Winnipeg stuff. Now I kind of wanted to close this out on a very brief note about the current, uh, the Western Conference Finals, which just kicked off yesterday. Game one between Edmonton and, um, Colorado was an absolute fireworks display. Uh, Colorado won something like eight to six and you had goalies getting pulled. Mike Smith got pulled because he was just bad, um, Darcy Kemper came out because he got injured and apparently it might be related to the eye injury he had in a previous series. So uh, hoping the best for him, but that's obviously a little bit scary. Um, We had just constant goals left and right. There was one moment where he had like five minutes and four or five goals scored in that, in that time period Uh, you know, Colorado at one point had, I don't know, like a 5-1 lead or something. I don't even remember. It was crazy. And yet Edmonton clawed back on the uh, efforts of guys like McDavid, Dreisaitl, um, even Ryan McLeod, I think, got in on it. It was just a crazy, crazy game. Lots of offense. Colorado definitely had the edge in scoring opportunities, but their, their counter defense, I thought, wasn't great. You know, once Edmonton kind of countered and finally got offensive zone possession, it felt like the Avs kind of looked like their old selves where... Their end zone defense wasn't great, and they gave up some really silly opportunities that, you know, Kemper also struggled with. Uh, I can't really blame Kemper too much, though, especially if he was injured and and being bothered by it the whole game. That's not great. Uh, Pavel Franzos didn't really do that much better, to be honest. He came in and uh, let in a few softies as well, but it is what it is. Uh, I, I think that this series could be super fun. You know, McDavid and McKinnon, obviously that was the billing coming into it and so far. It definitely seems like this is going to be a uh, two-horse race at the top of these teams. But, you know, the one thing that is very obvious is that the the Edmonton uh, depth players got caved in. Even the top line for them got caved in, and it wasn't just by the McKinnon line. Uh, Pretty much every unit on the Avs kind of had their way with Edmonton's depth skaters, and the Oilers' defense was atrocious. So, yeah, you know, the Oilers, uh, they could be in trouble. But they're going to go down swinging. I think that you know they won't get swept, but I do expect them to lose probably in six games, maybe five if they're really unlucky. They just didn't really get enough saves, and you know they're they're very much outgunned. It's not super shocking, but we've also seen the AVS struggle to replicate consistent performances over games. So we'll see if they have it in them for a strong game two outing. But in the you know in the meantime, we will have. Uh, tomorrow, or I guess it'll be today. As of the time that you're going to be hearing this podcast, it's going to be game one of Rangers and lightning. Uh, I'm excited for the series. I don't even know what to expect because the Rangers have kind of defied expectations left and right, but you know, no matter how this ends, they definitely got their money's worth for cop. They had a really great run and the jets made out like bandits. To be honest, they're getting, you know, another first round pick. Uh, A fair win-win trade for everyone. I think everyone's going to be pleased with the results. And, you know, now the Rangers try to compete for one of the biggest trophies by first off taking out one of the teams that is desperate for a three-peat of that trophy. So, yeah, really great storylines. Let me know who you're rooting for in the comments below or at a, you know, at HLivingLoco and uh, LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. But for tonight's episode, that is kind of where I wanted to call it quits again thank you so much for choosing to make locked on jets your first listen of the day every day uh throughout the rest of the week again we'll still have more playoff coverage i'm going to probably try and do some more prospect deep dives get a, a bigger base of players to select from uh again if you have suggestions let me know at hlivingloco lo underscore one of big jets and the youtube comments below and i'll try to get two of them as soon as possible and give you some thoughts on some of these prospects of interest for you but Again, for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Be sure to make your second listen, Locked on NHL. Locked on NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available on all your favorite podcasts, so like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.